What is going on, Command This Nation? We got some big news for you. We have officially sold our podcast to Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z for $7.2 billion. I'll see y'all later. Good night. Billion dollars. We can't be bought. Well, we probably could. We're a bunch of working stiffs, but it doesn't matter. It didn't happen today. Let's talk about what's going on, news notes, and all the fun next. Good evening, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That was your boy, Phil, on the intro. I'm Steve. We got Dev. All music on the show is created by none other than our boy, Dev, in the bottom of the screen. Thank you for tuning in. It's January 19th. It's Thursday. Time for our weekly show. Let's get right to it. This is episode 180. Will Dan sell it all? There's been a lot of talk in the... The Twitter sphere amongst the Washington commanders, beat reporters about Dan selling, not selling, uh, potentially selling part of the team. Um, And we don't know what's going to happen. We're hearing all kinds of nonsense. We're hearing uh, maybe he'll sell a majority of the team. Maybe he might keep a minority stake in the team. We don't know. Uh, We found out that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos hasn't bid yet. Still, people continue to acquire, excuse me, inquire about the interests of the team. Um, and, you know, let's just get some initial thoughts on that for you guys. And then I have to, so a few talking points I want to talk about from a good article um, from Front Office Sports here in a second. But real quick, let's take some time to acknowledge those in the chat before we get to talking. Mr. Yam popped in. Thank you for joining us. Gus Bus said, Bezos giving Vin Diesel vibes. Yeah, why is that do so jacked? I guess when you have time and all that money, you can you can afford the personal chef and workouts, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't remember him being that, you know, muscular. He's like, if I'm going to own a football team, I'm going to look like I should play on a football team. <laughs> That's right. Gus Bus 9,000. Thank you for joining us. And we just sold the podcast to Amazon for 7.3 billion. No, I wish. Ryan. Elias Bezos is really is he really is shout out to you uh I hope I don't I wonder you know we'll have to fit, find out how your wife did this past weekend after that that victory that the Cowboys were victorious at so I, I don't know we'll have to get your thoughts on that we're at the district in the house Nathan Trevin Stoner our boys make sure you go sub and like their channel on YouTube always putting out the good stuff thank you for joining boys we appreciate it Alfred Benton said, what up, Commander Nation from YouTube? Thanks for joining, brother. Okay, so let's get to talking about the sale of the team. Phil, what's your thoughts, man? What's what's? I know you kept kept up with the current news. What, what you thinking about the team so far? None of it's surprising. None of it really is. Bezos didn't put in an initial bid. He wants to see what these initial bids look like. None of the initial bids were over $7 billion, but I'm not surprised either because, again, this is the first round of bidding. This is a feeling out process between the various want to be owners 
so I mean, you know, we know Byron Allen's in there. Um, a couple other names we've seen bandied about are in there, and they're all around that, you know, between six and six and a half billion, which is still a good amount of money for this franchise. But I still, my personal preference out of the ones that have been named. Of course, I'm on that anybody but Pezos bandwagon. Um, but I do like the idea of Byron Allen. I think the league likes the idea of Byron Allen. I don't know if they like it as much as possibly having Jay-Z as a part owner. But then again, I don't remember the Brooklyn Nets necessarily winning championships with Jay-Z as a minority owner of them either. So who knows? Um, but I mean, we're so hungry for a winner down here. Jay-Z being part of this ownership group would just, I mean, people would go crazy, right? I would. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it'd be Jay Z's triumphant return since his days of riding the Peter Pan bus down from New York to D.C. Um, those who know, you know, the Peter Pan. But, uh, <laughs> Ninety-five North and South. You can see yeah. it all the time. He was on the Peter Pan bus. You were putting Peter Pan, Peter Pan up, up in your room. room. That's right. Ryan yeah. Elias says, "Let's just say I may have another baby in nine months." Thank you. I mean, you know what the junkies, right. the the sports junkies like to call those victory buns. That's right. Alfred Benton says, "Why doesn't Snyder, the Snyder family, want to sell to Bezos?" Phil, you probably a good person to answer that question. There's a couple reasons why, but one of the biggest ones is definitely political. Um, Snyder is a known, you know, contributor to the Republican Party, which has taken an anti. I'm going to use this term, and I'm, I'm using it just because it's their verbiage, an anti-globalist uh, kind of stance. They're more nationalist, whereas Bezos has been very supportive of very globalist stuff, very, you know, wanting to integrate all these different countries into the trade because it helps Amazon make more money. So Bezos is just politically, on, on an economic front, diametrically opposed to Snyder, and Snyder doesn't want to give Bezos that victory. Um, which when you're talking, I, I know it sounds weird, but you're talking about billions of dollars. You can afford to be petty. And uh, it kind of is what it is. Be nice. What about you, Dev? What's your opinion on this? I don't think Dev has an opinion. No opinion. I went out. What was the question? Oh. I said, how do you feel about all this this owner and, and, and bidding nonsense? Oh, ah, uh, you know, I don't care. I, I hope I hope that uh someone who wants to spend some money to get us going gets the team. Oh, somebody who wants to spend money like old Daniel Snyder, but doesn't act like old Daniel Snyder wins the team. Yeah, that's all you want at the end of the day, right? Right. Well, Bezos might be out there saying so. Realistically speaking, I mean it's you want an owner that's going to be a positive force. I don't necessarily want an owner. that's going to be a visible force. That's kind of my worry with Jeff Bezos. He's too visible. He's too, he's too big a name. I want an owner who's, who's just going to quietly be a positive force. I don't need somebody who is the face of the franchise as an owner. I don't need that. We already did that for the last 20 some years. First and foremost, it was, Dan Snyder, and then the rest of the franchise, for better or for worse. Um, yeah, Ref District also makes a point. Bezos owns the Washington Post. The Washington Post 
has spent well the past decade and a half just ripping into Dan. Yeah, that's more of that pettiness coming out. But I think that there's also the political aspect of it too. That's I think that's a little bit bigger as well. But I mean that there's that too. Um, Check out Gus Bus's scenario. What if Bezos lets Harris buy the team for six point three billion, then gives Harris seven point three billion in a one billion flip? Man, that'd be the ultimate troll. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. If that happened, it's like. What are we doing? That's the same as yeah. let's do three. That's the same as people suggesting we do three rebrands in four years. Or like I was saying, he it's a troll and he's he sells it to Tanya for you know buck ninety five and then right. here we are. But uh, yesterday on uh, Ref the District, they had a great guest AJ Perez. If you haven't seen it, go check out their uh, their show from yesterday. Really good, really good guest. Uh, wrote an article for Front Office Sports. I just want to go over a, a couple things because. Watching this show yesterday, I did I did learn some things, and when I did find the article, it kind of shed some light on things. You know, we're hearing a lot of um, you know smoke and mirrors out there, but AJ's in the know. Uh, if, if there's something going on, he's, he's he's probably pretty close. And what he said was, there's been a half a dozen bidders um, that have been told that Snyder has plans to offload enough to clear away for a new controlling owner. So technically, that's fifty one percent that someone's can buy so that's why i think you're starting to see the potential for maybe he keeps 49 percent. i mean does he if he keeps 49 percent, he's not he doesn't have the majority stake but he's still in the way somehow you know what i mean i, I mean i don't know what you can do as a 49 percent owner i'm not sure and i don't think selling 51 percent will net you 6.3 billion right dan needs enough to get him out of debt and he's carrying well, more I mean, debt if, than most owners. If you just say, let's just say it sells for, you know, let's do beer math. Let's just say $6 million. You know, $3 billion should get him plenty good out of debt, right? Uh, I don't know how much debt. I mean, Dan's carrying significant. He's over that 30% mark. I know that. Well over that. They had to give him the debt waiver to buy out. Um, uh, Fred Smith and, and, and all those guys. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how much debt he's carrying, but I imagine he doesn't want to just pay it off. If after everything that he's gone through, both what he's put himself through and what he may have been unfairly tagged with. And there is some of that too. Um, I'd want to maximize how much money I'm leaving this with. I just, I would just want to say goodbye. If I was him, he may not be, I mean, I'm a prideful person, but even I have limits. I don't know what his are, but. Yeah. And AJ goes on to also say that um, after the bidder is chosen, and I don't know if Dan gets to choose that bidder. I'm guessing he does. Uh, the NFL Finance Committee, uh, they review the application and they make a recommendation. And from there, it would head to a vote among all the owners where it requires at least 24 for the approval of the stale and the controlling owner needs to own at least 30% of the team, according to the constitution and bylaws of the NFL. But since Snyder owns all the commanders, any new owner would at least need to acquire half of that to become the tr controlling owner. So um, yeah, we'll see some of the people that have been reported at Todd Bowley, the owner who, um, he owns uh, Chelsea Football Club. He also owns a piece of the Lakers, Dodgers, and Sparks. He was also on the um, 
uh, financial group that tried to acquire the Denver Broncos Broncos uh, last year. That was with uh, Byron we, Allen, I believe. Yeah, Josh Harris, David Blitzer, co-founders of HB Sports and Entertainment, uh, which owns the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers, have had talks about the Commanders. And Clear Lake Capital co-founders uh, Badad Eg- Egbali and Jose Feliciano offered $900 million to purchase a 40% stake of the commanders back in 2020. I think this is back when the Dwight, uh, Dwight Shar and all that stuff happened. Yeah. That X. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's going to get a little bit spicy here. Um, I, the, the, thing that, the thing that's interesting, and I don't know how much this will play into it, but the learners are getting underbid on selling the nationals. They have, not received any bids that are anywhere close to what they want for the team. I think they want $2 billion. And I think they've been getting offers of like one point three or something like that. I mean, it's it's pretty far off. Yeah. Um, And that's what – I don't know how much that would play into this because it's the same market. I know that the learners and Ted Leontes have just stopped talking because Leontes won't budge. Um. There's also that Orioles contract that kind of grazed the waters to that Masson. That's so. but yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest thing is uh, thank you, Masson. Yeah, um, Peter good Angelos. Job, good job by Peter Angelos. Peter, Peter Angelos, twenty years later, still screwing us. Yeah, um, the gift that keeps on giving. That's like Bruce Allen. Oh, Peter Angelos is a case of herpes. That Baltimore <laughs> cannot fix with the, with the. They could have all the bow tricks in the world. Uh, what's up, Marcus? Thanks for joining us. Make sure you go check out Marcus's uh, for- Facebook group, um, Sports View Two. He says, "What up, fellas? Hope we can get an owner who will do the best thing for the team, and put the right people who could make the organization successful." Alfred asks, "Do you think the new owner will change the name?" I, d- I don't think so. No, the, the 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 those in the media who they never they, they were they were never going to get on board with any of the names. Um, they're kind of pushing that narrative, but you people spent money for years on Redskins gear. Some spent money on Washington football team gear. I went to FedEx Field three different times this year. People were spending money on Commanders gear. How many times, me, how many times do you think you can milk this well until it runs dry of, hey, new name, new shit, before people go, no, no, no. How many times do we have to go buy all brand new jerseys of our favorite players to replace the ones we had? I mean, great for the team. They'll continue to make money, but that's why... I couldn't help it. I bought a lot of Washington football team stuff. I know you guys said it. Dev said it. You all said it. It's, it's not going to, it's going to end. So, but I still have a ton. I have more Washington football team gear than I do commander's gear, which is crazy. Well, that's two years compared to one. I know. And I really like the Washington football team name. I do too. I don't, I don't think the owner's going to change it. I think it's bland. That's like Kevin Sheehan says he just wants them to get rid of the name altogether. Just brand themselves as Washington. And then he says, and let the fans come up with a nickname because they'll all just call them skins. Probably. People still do. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I hate, says, uh, I, one of the things I hated was when like SB Nation, when they decided to get on the, we're not going to use the name anymore bandwagon. And you'd have all these team names, you know, Panthers, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. It just gave me a sick. Just sick feeling. Well, the like the sports apps like Yahoo Sports and ESPN, they would say, you know, how you have like when you have scores like on an app, they would just say football team. It's like seriously, 
yep. football team. Yeah. Well, the team no, even, even said use even Washington. Before that, before they, right. before they changed the name the first time, SB Nation and a couple other places just put Washington. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, we're not. It's not hard. Washington, Washingtons. They just wanted to be an asshole. They did. They do. And it's, here's the thing. The commander's name, no one was talking about changing the name when we were on a winning streak. That only came back up when we started losing again, which is proof that winning cures all. It does. It doesn't matter. Winning does cure all. Uh, Gus Bus says, I want the new owner to rebuild RFK and actually call it RFK and not sell the naming rights. Uh, money talks, bro. <laughs> I don't you know. You know what? You're going these whoever buys this team is not buying it with pure cash, okay? They're going to be incur, incur some debt. There's going to be some expenses that come with running this team. Naming rights have a lot to do with it now. Especially new now, stadium. Now, if you're smart, yeah, you got to build a new stadium. Where are you going to get that money? That's another 2 billion dollars. Now, here's what you could do. And I thought about this the other day. You could call it like, oh, I don't know. Um, Toyota Field at RFK Stadium, right? Yeah, you could keep the RFK, yeah. And then you could do that. I, I think that if you did something like that, the fans are still going to call it RFK, right? The media will just shorten it to RFK because they're not going to give you that mouthful of a stadium, except for maybe once at the beginning. You'll have the branding all over the place. The name will be on the logo for the stadium, Toyota Field. I'm, I'm speaking Toyota because they're a billion-dollar company. But you have to do something like that because you have to get sell the naming rights because this is such an expensive endeavor. Yeah. All right? Especially because the city of D.C., 10 years ago, financially, could have really fronted some money. But they put money up for the Nats Park. <laughs> they put money up. And, and guess what? Nats Park still doesn't have a sponsor. Yeah. I see you, Gus Bus. Gus Bus says Amazon Park at RFK. Nope. Just RFK. Uh, but I also, you know, they, they help front money for Audi Field. And also... Mayor Bowser and Vincent Gray before took that beautiful surplus. The city was running under Tony uh, over uh, Tony Williams and Adrian Fenty. It just went with it. So uh, they don't have the money to just front up for an, a stadium. That's going to be way more expensive than the ones they've already spent money on. Yeah. Rep the district says reports say Dan owes about 2 billion. So he would come out if it gets, you know, Half, if he sells half the franchise, let's just say three billion. Yeah, he's one billion in the in the in the in the green, which is, you know, stupid money still. Just stupid. Marcus says he's got multiple lawsuits and people who are putting the bids in know what they can they can squeeze him out. Yeah, that's true. The Devils are doing better than the Cap Sixers doing better than the Wizards. Give me Josh Harris. I mean, I don't I don't know much about Josh Harris and how much he has involved with the team, but. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know what he does. Yeah, Oscar Urbina from YouTube says, "At least I hope they at least get rid of the pig." You don't like Tutty, Oscar? You're not a Tutty fan. I, I think it's just the outfit people don't like on Tutty. If you give you give Tutty a jersey and some camo pants and a camo they hat, they want Tutty to be like they want Tutty to look like Blessing a Wodeboo or something, right? They want him to be like this big muscular dude. And I'm like, 
Why? Yeah. It's a mascot. Have you seen? I'm sorry, I keep saying it's a mouse. It's a wolf. Have you seen? First of all, the Kansas City Chiefs mascot is a wolf. Secondly, that's a cross-eyed wolf. (laughs) Ryan Lai said, I also bought a bunch of Washington football team apparel. I prefer that name over the Commanders. Yeah. Why? I I just like it. It's unique. And then you can call the team whatever you want. So was, is naming easy. your kid pilot inspector, but I don't necessarily think that's a, necessarily a good idea. That's true. Although I, I don't mind commander. I, at the end of the day, I don't care about the name. But if you were asking me to choose, I would have chose football team just because it was unique. By the way, I do know somebody who named their kid pilot inspector. That's why I oh, said geez. that. You know, Jason, I'm a- y'all know who Jason Lee is. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, you know who Jason Lee is. Named his son pilot inspector. Oh, that poor kid. <laughs> poor kid. He's going to be living life. What's your poor kid? Your I think he's like 20 now. His name is Pilot Inspector. Pilot Inspector Lee. Yeah, he's going to go through life like that. Ryan says, I miss going to RFK and I didn't go there for the Skins games, but I see the sad DC United games. But love that stadium. Been going since 96. Ryan, you got to get to Audi Field, man. The Defenders are coming back. I just ordered me a Defenders hat today. I'm excited. Excited, excited, excited. Gus says, even better you, that you know, don't know who Josh Harris involved, but he was winning teams and isn't hands-on. Perfect combo. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect combo. That's what we need. That's what we need. Hey, real quick, we want to take a break to let you guys know that uh, your boys here were picked up by the Pigskin Podcast Network. So that's our big announcement we have. Uh, we're also a partner with DraftKings. Uh, we'll get to an announcement later in the show. But, yeah, it was it's pretty cool. They reached out, picked us up. So we'll, we'll be available on the Pigskin Podcast Network, just a, a larger network of other uh, football-related uh, podcasts, some college, some football. So uh, we hope to bring you some more content with some other members of that network. But, yeah, we just wanted to put that out. Uh, we're proud to be part of a larger network of of uh, content creators for, for football in general. So stay tuned. We'll have more pigskin podcast network uh, content coming up. So uh, appreciate everyone who watching. Um, thanks to you guys. Uh, you know, we started to get noticed and uh, it was a nice little, little gesture to us. So thank you to everyone who, who tunes in and um, hangs out with us. Next question. Sam Howell was reported to be QB one as of last week. So as the team was going through and, and looking at uh, future offensive coordinators, which we'll talk about here in a second, they, it was reported that they told teams that Sam Howell is our QB1 going into 2022. So, Dev, let's start with you, man. What do you, what do you think about the old Howlets are getting the QB1 nod moving into 2022-23 season? Maybe. Maybe again. I love the idea of Howell going in as number one. I hope that's how it stays. Yeah, I, I um, unless obviously you know you go get Lamar Jackson, like it's got to be Hal or somebody really good. I don't want to, I don't want to go after Carr or or one of those guys that's been cut or benched. I want to either start off with a rookie, draft me a guy in the first round, go with Hal, or go get me a absolute stud like a twenty five year old MVP named Lamar Jackson, and I would offer. 250 million for him right now, at the very Ooh. least, just to run up the price for Baltimore. Because it sounds like they want to keep him. They got rid of the offensive coordinator, which everybody had a problem with. But look, man, offer him, offer him what he wants and make him say no. Make mm. the Ravens outbid him. If that's what I would do. And if that fails, I'm cool. 
I'll go with I'll go with Hal. No Hal. Hal. What about you, Hal, Phil? Save some money, keep paying, resign. I, I would Earl. really, really like to see what moves we would have to make to afford Lamar Jackson, but None. I'm not. I'm not None. against. I'm not against the idea of a Lamar Jackson, but you don't have to make any moves. You got that's like fifty something million dollars right there if you cut two players. One name Wentz, probably renegotiate Thomas and another and Leno. You can renegotiate those. You got like sixty million right there. The cap went up thirty million. So, so to you, Deb, the the thank you, Ryan. Uh, Thank you, Oscar. Uh, Thank you, Rathod District for the for the congrats. Really appreciate it. So, so what you're saying is. It's great that Hal is QB1, which is awesome. And the only right. exception for that not to be the case is if Lamar Jackson's on the table and you'd offer him $250 million. Now, if he's yeah, franchised, if any, if it's any two first round picks. Any bona fide Hall of – who cares? Any and that's what I was going to ask you. Right. Who, who is Who would be the exception to take Sam Howell's place? We already yeah, said Lamar, right? To, like, would, anybody would, else? Lamar or a rookie. Like, you could get drafted Herndon in a second round. And t- if you're telling me he's going to be the guy next year with a new owner – and probably a new coach. I would I would still do that. I would still draft Hernan late in the first trade back in or get him in a second because right. if if Ron's gone, the new owner's gonna want another quarterback too. If Ron's gone, it probably means that Hal's no good. Because I, I, I have a hard time believing if Ron comes in and Hal gets us in the playoff and wins and does real well, that they'll just let everybody go. Yeah. Our boy Wole Keensol YouTube said should have right. been starting for the Texan for that Texan game or after the bye. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, that's hindsight. It is hindsight. It is hindsight. That's hindsight. Right, we were in the middle of a playoff hunt. Um, you know, so you don't want to just make the quarterback switch after you just had switched quarterbacks. You don't want to do that again. Look, we don't know when Howell got ready. It could have been week 15 or 16 before it was like, okay, we might be able to put this kid in, you know, because again, Carson Wentz is 30 years old. He was struggling to pick up this offense, supposedly. So when I hear that Sam Howell was struggling to pick up the offense, I can believe that, Um, especially because of the fact that a lot of players have said this is not an easy offense to pick up under Scott Turner. So I'm going to give benefit of the doubt that Howell maybe was just a little slower in his progression than some other rookies. But then again, look, the Chiefs set Patrick Mahomes for a year, and it worked out well. Sitting Sam Howell, letting him learn on the bench, letting him get a feel for it, and then you finally see that, hey, kid's been paying attention. Yeah, You go for it and then um, see what happens. Uh, You know, you you see what happens with him. Lamar aside, because that's a, a whole other scenario, I like the idea of saying, you know what, Howell is QB1. That's who we're going with. It's already saying an early signal to these offensive coordinators. Barring some kind of weird miracle, we get someone who is clearly an elite quarterback. Yeah, I'll go. This is the guy. You're going to have to develop him further. You're going to have to tailor the offense to him. Set it up right now. Let it be known. This keeps – and look, it helps Howell's confidence. It lets the team know there's some sort of certainty and some sort of plan. Everybody knows, okay, we're going into this offseason knowing who the quarterback's going to be week one of next season. Yeah. We know who it is. We haven't had that certainty this early in the offseason. 
And this allows you to focus on building everything else around them. You develop the rookie, right? How do you help that rookie develop? Let's see. We shore up the offensive line. True. That would be a big one. Yeah. You improve defense, help you get more turnovers, more stops in opposing teams' territory so you can give your new rookie or second-year quarterback now. You put him in advantageous situations to start with the ball. On drives, yeah. I mean, and shout so out to uh to to our boy uh, well from um, Urban Sports Scene. Go check him out on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene. Also, uh, host of the All Burgundy and Gold Earthing. That's on Twitter ABG underscore E R R R Y thing. ABG Earthing. Thanks for tuning in. We we appreciate you. Gus says Lamar ain't that reliable. No way I'm going after him at his price, Dev. That's yeah, awesome. like like well, I mean, you say no way you go after him for this price. What's a 25-year-old MVP price, bro? Like he's you gonna realize reset he's, the younger, he's younger than the quarterback for the University of Georgia Bulldogs, man. He's younger than Herbert, he's younger than Allen. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't it doesn't make sense. So you'd rather pay a dude. I understand why you will go to how if he's good, it's going to work out a lot better because he's going to make he's going to make in fourth or fifth round, whatever he was picked in money. And you'll be able yeah. to cut everybody else and you'll be able to have all this cap space. That's an excellent choice. But I'm saying that should be your fallback is the dream medium. Go for it. If you're wrong, what else you got to lose? You're going to get fired next year anyways. Yeah. Go, go, bang, go get home. a dude, man. Go get a dude you can hang your hat on, man. Lamar Jackson is being in the playoffs every unless year. Unless they truly think, unless they truly think they can hang their hat on how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the house is going to be good, man. But is how going to be good next year? In Ron's only year, probably going to be able to coach it. Depends how's on who it? the offensive coordinator is. Depends if you get maybe. somebody who's got a track you're record. Not going to get an offensive coordinator. Only offensive coordinators you're going to get right now are ones that have been fired, or guys that are are looking for an opportunity to be up. That's none of those guys are good. Yeah. Oscar you says, know, "How's man, number Pat, one by Pat, default?" No, hold on, Pat Shermer has had success as an offensive coordinator. Everybody craps on him because he was a bad head coach. Man, if everybody craps on him, I don't want him here. Give me oh. somebody nobody's crapping on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like okay. give me somebody. No, you one's ain't got on, no one's crapped on Pep Hamilton. Well, get Pep Hamilton in. Pep Hamilton is Belt's quarterbacks. Who's where? He. Pep Hamilton got winning seasons out of Kyle Orton at quarterback. Where's where is he at now? He's unemployed right now. Right. So I'm saying, give me somebody that can do something. If he was that good, he'd be in somebody's team. Well, no, the entire coaching staff of the team he was on got fired. What team was he on? <laughs> he was Texans offensive coordinator. Uh, he got yeah, I, don't want, I don't want nobody over there, bro. Hold on. He got promoted last year to offensive coordinator. He was quarterback's coach. He was the guy who made Davis Mills, who who was you know long neck ass, look decent at times. Like you know, yeah. Davis Mills looked like people were like, "No, this guy's not going to be nothing." But you were on a staff that got fired, or you're over forty five. I don't want you, bro. That, Marcus that's Hamilton. Uh, Pep Hamilton's got a it's Marcus right there. Hire Pep Hamilton. You sign Jacoby Brissett to be your QB two. You tell him walking in, you are the backup. Period. I don't know no- about Hooker. I, I really, really, really have this weird thing about guys coming off of injuries their last year in college. Give me a backup. 
But I mean, if you want to put him as a QB, if you want to draft him and put him in, put him as a QB three, do the same thing with him as you did with Hal. Let him yeah. sit and learn, see if he physically recovers. That's what I do. Yeah, Gus said he'd target a hooker with our third compensatory third yeah. round pick. Yeah, I, if he's there in the third, you got to take him. But if he's there in the second, I would consider it. I would yeah. consider trading back in to get that fifth year if we could do it. Yeah. Who? You, okay, but yeah, back to Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton was the one who got. Uh, he worked with Luck in college. And came to the pros and worked with luck in the pros too. Man, go get a college dude or somebody, man. That's what the league's going to. Like, like, yeah, I, I'm telling you, we're going to get in the dude that's fire from the staff. Pep had man. one of the best offenses running in the XFL in 2020 as head coach of the DC Defenders. He's a dude. Howard guy. No one good. The local dude Howard, who knows what he's doing. That's my A1 right now. All right. I like that guy from the Dolphins. Um, that, but he's he's re-upping with them. Who was it? Um, uh, Bevel. Bevel. Oh, yeah. Bevel. Yeah, he got he was he used to be the Seattle coordinator. With we were looking Russell at State. him. We were interviewing him, and I was we were we were trying to interview him, and he declined. He wanted to re-up with Miami. Yeah, I would have liked him because he's a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, give me somebody who's got a track record of being a quarterback whisperer. Obviously, Sam Howell's the type to live, sit and learn because he sat and learned, and when his time came, he he stepped up. Ryan said, is Kyler available? You take that contract. Cliff is living it up in Thailand, living his best life. That's right. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury got the going to Thailand is the craziest thing. Yeah. He's he's a good offensive coach, but who knows? He came from Texas What is he doing Tech? in Thailand? I think he – didn't he coach Mahomes at Texas Tech? I'd have to go back. Yes, he did. I think he did. Caleb Justin said, we're screwed. I hate this team so much. What's up, Caleb? Hey, if y'all looking for a photographer in the D.C. area – I think you're in the D.C. area. Hit him up on Twitter, at C-X-L-E-B-J-X-S-T-I-N on Twitter. I'd like to know why, why would he think that we're, we're so screwed? I mean, it's Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, anyone can argue. We, this is just a residual cycle for us. We get hope, we get hope, we get hope, coach gets fired, we start over. We get hope, we get hope, we get hope, coach gets fired, we start over. So now we throw the ownership into the mix. It's just a, a crazy, a crazy, you know. Do loop over. There's a lot of people over. A lot of people in uh in the comments caping for Pat Hamilton. I like this. Wall says anyone's better than Scott Turner. No, I like so yeah, Wall also said Pep Hamilton is good homie. Caleb, Pep Hamilton worked with Andrew Luck, by the way, and he was his quarterback coach. Boom, and he was and he was uh rookie QB coach for um the kid out of uh uh Justin Herbert, too. Oh, guy's no, got a track Chargers. record, and he's yeah. not old, right? You know, he's older. He played quarterback at Howard in the nineties. Yeah, well, it was the same thing. Pat Hamilton is good. Gus says Houston, Chicago, Detroit would be wise to offer us two second rounders for an established young defensive tackle in Payne, and use their high first round picks on other positions that are harder to get. Now, if we franchise Payne, it's two first rounders. That's that is the NFL standard for a fran- non-exclusive, or excuse me, non-exclusive franchise tag, two first rounders. So he's not under contract, so he's technically a free agent. I don't know. A lot could happen with with Someone, Okay, I think it was Ryan. Somebody said, "Why don't we just keep Heineke?" Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Heineke. Dude, the biggest reason is that Heineke's loan success in this league. And the reason why he's had jobs is because of Scott Turner. No one else has wanted him. 
wherever Scott Turner goes, and Scott Turner's going to go somewhere to be like a QB coach. Uh, that's where Taylor's going. Wherever Scott goes, Scott's going to get in their ear and say, bring this kid in. He's a backup. He he can – I know how to work with him. Yeah, Give me a veteran backup like a Jacoby Brissett who can, you know, run – who has run multiple offenses and done so competently as a backup. Somebody who you can look at and say, you're the backup, and they will accept that. Don't think Taylor Heineke accepts that. Well, at least he wasn't with Scott Turner around. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, a couple more comments. We asked we ask Caleb why he thinks we're screwed. He says, I, I say we're screwed because we're becoming stagnant. We're not trending upwards. Other teams have caught up to us, I think. We are a consistent 7-9 win team. I'm not sure why. We went, yeah, 7-9, seven 7-9, and 8-8-1. Nine, nine, eight, eight, so. I think we are trending upwards. I think – with a better offensive coordinator, we win more games this past season. At quarterback, too, probably. You know, arguably. Consistency at the quarterback position, I guess. That you can plan around, you can scheme around, you can, you know. All I mean, I think, I think we got the defense. We got – love him or hate him, at least Ron has at least turned the organization around from a coaching end. Like, you know, you don't have that Jay Gruden sinking feeling of how is he going to screw this up. No, Ryan, um, I, Ryan, I disagree. He says, why, do, why, why don't we pick up Jacoby and not keep Taylor? That's my issue with that. If you start Hal and he plays like ass, they will scream for Jacoby. No, no yeah, one's going to yeah. scream for Jacoby. No, they will scream for Heineke. They will scream for Heineke. That's scream matter for Heineke, but I think they will scream for Jacoby, bro. There's a lot of people here that like Jacoby, man. I love Jacoby Bruce. I, I think Phil and I, I both were capping for him. Yes, but if we know from the jump yeah. that Hal is QB1. If we establish from step, if we establish right now that, hey, we are going to be Sam Howell first and foremost, Jacoby is the rock solid QB two. If we, if people know from the jump, this is how it's going to be, they're going to be a little more accepting. And I think people are also going to be accepting of Howell because Howell is young. They'll give him a little more leeway. We People gave... Dwayne Haskins a lot of leeway his rookie year. I let Fromm play back up. They didn't let him give free. They didn't give him too much. They didn't give him too much leeway. play back up because nobody wants that guy in. I dropped Herndon in the second round or scoop back in the first late to get him. Like that. That's what if if that's why I was going with with, with that guy with with Hal. Hey, Caleb made a good point about Hendon. Said not drafting Hendon. He's the same age Lamar and he's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get, I get why you would not draft Herndon Hooker, man. I'm just saying, if you need a quarterback in a draft, then you pick a 16. But if he falls like Hal did, Hal was a first round talent yeah. in 2021. He falls his fifth round 2022. If Hooker falls and it's sitting right there, I... he's in the three. You got to take him. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is it'll be somebody like Kansas City take Dev, him. Hendon <laughs> Hooker has had one good year. Yeah. A lot of guys have had one good year. With most college him. quarterbacks. We took, we took Haskins. He had one good year. You know, because well, he only started one year. Hendon Hooker started for Virginia Tech, who didn't know how to use him, and he finally got his his chance at Tennessee, and they used him right. But I don't know; it's a big gamble. He, although he was playing lights out till he tore his ACL, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Gus Bus makes a good point. Says that's a standard we can lower. It. He's talking about the two first round picks that I said. That's true. Uh, and usually, when you hear franchise and two first rounders, it's, it's usually around a quarterback. So yes, you're absolutely right. You can lower it, but that's the that's the. The starting point, absolutely. Uh, Caleb says we should be winning ten plus wins with this roster. 
coaching is holding this team back, in my opinion. That's one of the reasons why I want Ron fired. He got an extra NFL game, and he still went 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Oof. And then he asks, is Jacoby a good from a mentor standpoint for Hal? I mean, better he than filled, Heineke. He filled in, started for the Browns. They were, I mean, he was not terrible. Jacoby, Jacoby just, came in. Okay, Jacoby played for the Browns knowing that the minute that uh, Deshaun Watson came in, he was going to lose his job, and he still played admirably. Jacoby coming in knowing, hey, you're the QB2. You're going to mentor this kid. Um. Look, there's no reason why he wouldn't be Taylor Heineke. Who's, who's Taylor Heineke going to mentor? And why would you want him mentoring people with 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 the mistakes we've seen him make and the fact that he only functions well in a limited capacity and a limited offense? I'd rather have a Jacoby Brissett. I'd rather somebody who has shown himself to be a competent NFL quarterback, a veteran who's played multiple systems. Yeah, give me somebody like that. Yeah, a, a grizzled vet is what I called it. Um, Colt McCoy, I mean, any any of those people. I don't want to go out and get a potential QB1 to line up against Hal. And it's just like, where what are we really doing? We're back to the same thing. You, you go from the the Heineke Hive to the the Howlers. If you put, like, if you get Derek Carr, you put Derek Carr in front of Hal, all of a sudden the first interception Derek Carr gets. The artillery is going to come out. Yes, that's exactly it, man. You you know how it goes. Um, that's why I'm calling. By the way, all you fans of the Howlitzer, what's that's our new our new fan base name. We are the artillery, the artillery. <laughs> and on that note, we got to pay some bills. What's up, Command? This fam, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. For the NFL division around, go check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Hey, the Bills and the Bengals are the game of the weekend for me, and the line is set at Bills minus 5. So there may be some great value in that game, but whether you want to bet on that game or any other games this week, you can do it right here on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL division around and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. That's Tango Papa Papa November. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, and we're back. Thank you for sticking with us. Money, so, money, money. So my, my point is, I'm with you, Dev. I'm with you, Phil. I think we got to put Sam in front and just roll with it. You get an offensive coordinator who accepts Sam Howell for who he is based on the one game we have, based on the college film. And then I guess my only concern, and I want to hear from people in the chat, is there a perception that maybe Ron is a lame duck coach? So you're not going to get that pedigree breed of OC that you're looking for. Like the hot up and coming guy, is he going to come to this team? Because is there a perception that Ron could be a lame duck coach? That's my only concern in this offensive coordinator search, which means Ron's going to default to someone he's worked with in the past, right? Mike, Sh- or Mike Shula, Rob Chudzinski, these I people who are getting like no traction. That's my biggest I worry. I don't think you would consider him to be a lame duck coach. I think he's in a make or break season. There's a difference. Lame duck means that he's gone no matter what, yeah. right? He's just holding the seat for whoever. 
Make or break means that this is the season you have to make that move upward. Now, if you can tell an offensive coordinator, hey, I think you're the guy who can get us, help us get over the top, and then you know we can make a run out of this for the next few years. Right. That's how you guys sell it. Yeah. And let's, I let's think get a winning tradition going and get yeah. you a contract. Yeah. Caleb says, "I love Heineke. He's a great guy, supportive as well, which he truly is. He's a good locker room guy. So is Carson. I want him to stay, but not be mad if he goes." And I. We posted this before, I don't know, weeks ago. I think Phil showed it that Spot Track has Heineke's potential market value next year as what 19.4, 19.5, it has gone up. He's going to get way more money. I, I think he's gonna land somewhere around anywhere between 10 and 14 to be a fringe starter of a team that drafts a young rookie quarterback and he's gonna be the starting quarterback. He's gonna I feel like he's gonna go into the Tyrod Taylor role. The who else fits that role that kind of does Jacoby that Brissette. Jacoby Brissett? Yes, <laughs> I think that's where he's going um, in the future, uh, which is not bad. You can make a lot of money doing that as a quarterback. Not going. So. I just think that with I think Taylor Heineke's going to end up. You know, he'll go to the Texans or he'll go to, uh, you know, maybe uh, I, I think Tampa know. Bay might take him. Tampa Bay, maybe. I mean, Rams. No, Rams. I don't think the Rams. Back Honestly, up, I up. think the Rams. I think I, I think that the Rams are going to put um, Baker Mayfield's like an interesting guy to back up for the Rams. You know, to back up Stafford. I, I think I they feel like Baker's going to get a starting opportunity. At least it's a chance to compete. What if it's Baker and Taylor competing for a starting job somewhere? Think of the madness that's going <laughs> to cause Baker Mayfield and and Taylor Heineke competing for a starting job. Marcus says Taylor Heineke only played in one system, which is Scott Turner's system, except for when he was on the Vikings, right? That was that Scott Turner's system? I don't think it was. And Tom Brady raves about how Jacoby Brissett's leadership and how he's in the locker room and how he can teach it to Sam Howe. Remember, Brissett was a Patriot. He was born in the Patriot system. So was. can't lose that. He was born in the darkness. You simply adapted I, it. I, I was Bane. Good pull. One of my favorite comments ever. Ryan says, with Duran pay me pain, now a pro bowler, which that's also happened. He's taking Aaron Donald's place on the pro bowl roster. Uh, do you franchise tag him and get those two first round picks? I, if you can't, I first, you've got to work out a long term deal. Nobody's going to give you two first Now, contract should always be the priority before franchising. But if I'm Duran Payne, I'm asking for the franchising, playing a year, and I'm getting more money next year. But it's a gamble. You can take a major injury, and then you're, you're asked out. Now, speaking of OC candidates, the new rumor linking Eric Bieniemy as our new offensive coordinator just came out today. Now, a lot of people have the question of why would he take a lateral move from Kansas he City place. to here? He will con- have full control of the offense here. He shares at best play calling duties with Andy Reid. He shares offensive game planning with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's an offensive guy. The enemy, I think one of the things that's hurt him, it's two things that have hurt him. One, players, <laughs> he has kind of a bad reputation uh, with being, with uh, with how he, how he is towards players. That I don't think that, that helps. Um, but he also hasn't been someone who's run his own offense. He's always been co-coaching the offense. I think that since he hasn't had those opportunities to interview for head coaching positions in a serious manner, I think he wants to take that like half step up to saying, this is going to be my offense. 
I will run this. I will make this happen. I will be successful. And then he can escalate to a head coaching position, which, by the way, may be here if in a couple of years if Ron leaves. Ron may retire. You know, got a couple of playoff wins, maybe Super Bowl under a belt. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. And then Eric Bieniemy takes over. So I think it would be – it's an interesting concept. I don't think we're on the inside track on that one, but I could be wrong. But that's kind of the scenario I throw out there as to why he would make such a move. It makes sense. It helps with his future head coaching resume or potential head coach resume to say that I was successful outside of the umbrella of Andy Reid. Right. No, that's a good point. You make a good point. Oscar says, I think we just hire within and promote the quarterback's coach. I think the owner will clean house anyway. So the only in-house interview they had was Ken Zampezi, who's been our quarterback's coach. That would probably be – that might be the – What's it called? The the safety net for Ron. If no one wants to come here and they perceive that Ron only has a year, maybe two left, why would they waste their time? Ken Zampezi could be the easy, you know, easy choice. And, and easy, all easy, honesty. Ken Zampezi. Easy peasy, Ken Zampezi. <laughs> Corey Lott, YouTube. Thanks for joining us, brother. We appreciate you. Says he agreed with Oscar. So that's a good point. Mar- Marcus says, um, Oscar, because Ken Zampezi is a better quarterback that coach than offensive coordinator. That's that happens. We've seen that in the past. Very possible. Um, I mean, I you don't know. I don't really know. I haven't really gone back and evaluated Ken Zampezi as an offensive coordinator. And then again, you can only take past track records so far. I mean, look, yeah, Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's last season with the Browns did not make it look like he was going to be a future Hall of Fame head coach anywhere. Yeah, and he turned that around. He's got to get the right situation with the right guys to make the right things happen. Yep. Uh, per Nikki Javala, here are the people so far that are in the mix. It's uh, Pat Shermer. We talked about him, the former coach of the New York Giants. Ken Zampezi, our current quarterbacks coach. He interviewed this past Wednesday. Uh, according to multiple people with knowledge of the, our plans, supposedly, uh, the team has also requested to interview Eric um, Studsville, Studsville, uh, Miami's assistant head coach and running backs coach. And Charles London has been getting a lot of traction on, uh, on the Internet lately. He's the Falcons quarterbacks coach. Uh, Dolphins quarterback coach and passing game coordinator Daryl Bevel, which we talked about as well, but he's agreed to stay. And former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell declined an interview from the commander. So Bevel and Jim Caldwell declined interviews. So, yeah, that, that's the latest. Probably some people out here who no one's tracking, but that's that's what the, at least the beat reporters are tracking so far. So Shermer, Zampezi, Studsville, Charles London, and then latest, what you know, what Phil was talking about, Eric Bieniemy. So... The Charles London one um, is new to me. It's it, like Marcus says, it intrigues me. Uh, they were talking about a good landing spot for Lamar Jackson was going to be Atlanta. But now that Charles London is gone, I don't know if Atlanta is a good fit for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know. Personally, Charles London is intriguing, especially because of the fact that he does have a history of working with. Oh, he worked with Mariota, yeah. um, who I think is. Similar, 
skill set to how you know mobile quarterback can run options, can run RPO, things like that. Yeah, Mariota played better than we expected this past season for a while, at least until yeah. Atlanta just completely fell off the map. So uh, it, it's intriguing. It, it's definitely, I mean, it's somebody you want to interview. So, yeah. And, and, and finally, the last quick topic before we close it up here, it's been coming around that Carson Wentz, excuse me, that Scott Turner didn't want Carson Wentz coming into the 2022 season. Uh, there was rumors flaring that the commanders wanted uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but they had a shoulder concern. And then, you know, after Jim Irsay said, you know, we're done with Wentz, second team in 12 months, we traded two third-round draft picks and we traded spots in the second round last year to get Wentz, and we took on his $28 million salary coming into this season. Uh, but all this was also after losing out on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes, if you guys remember that. Uh, but reports are coming out that uh, Scott Turner didn't want Carson Wentz. And then shortly after all that happened, Scott Turner got a two-year extension. So people are trying to deduce from the fact that did Scott Turner get a two-year extension as a consolation prize for having to deal with Carson Wentz? Like, hey, listen, I know you wanted this guy, but we're going to go with Carson and I know you feel bad, but here's a two year well, extension. We, we didn't get, we didn't get Matt Stafford. We didn't get, uh, you know, Ryan Wilson. Fitzpatrick got, you know, retired in the second quarter of his first game with us. You know, Dwayne Haskins didn't work out. Alex Smith was a peg leg. Um, are you really, who, who do you really, if Scott Turner said, oh, we should go into this season with Taylor Heineke as the starter. No. I really question his competence at that point, that he didn't want to go out and get a better quarterback. Not only get a better quarterback, but maybe try to tailor your offense to his strengths. Hey, I said this before. Scott Turner's first press conference says, I will tailor my offense to the strengths of my players. And, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Full of nonsense. Full of nonsense. Marcus says Charles London helped uh, Desmond develop Desmond Ritter, who played well towards the end of the season. Corey says doesn't matter who Scott wanted at quarterback. His play calling was too predictable, anyways. And that's the point we were trying to get at is, I mean, we could call his plays from our couch, from the stands. Run on first, run on second, pass third, or run except on, on first, fourth down. Action. Yeah, except fourth down. You didn't. There's no way he's going to run a jet sweep. No, he ran a jet sweep, and he got stuffed at fourth and goal. <laughs> Marcus says, one of Rivera's blunders did a good job drafting, but whoever's doing the free agency needs to be fired. Remember, the, the co-GM split that. One of them, one of the Martins does free agents, and one of the Martins does rookies. And I don't know which one does which, but they, they divide those duties. I don't know if you guys know which one is which. But they split those up. Either Mayhew does current veteran talent or Herney does rookies. And I, I, I can't remember who does who, but it's not the same person doing both, which is just weird. Co-GMs, let's just get a normal one-person GM and call it good. Why do you need to have two? It's another thing, you know, Ron Rivera, he, he got full control to build this team and the staff, and he hires two GMs because they're his friends. Or work with him in the past. So I don't know. I don't know, man. 
<sighs> what'd you guys think about the wild card weekend man great games over this weekend huh it's wild it was, yeah it was it was some great jacksonville I mean, I mean who would have thought jacksonville, jacksonville was game, gonna the jacksonville game was crazy because i sat there i was at the bar watching the game um yeah. i was there I my friend and we're casually just watching the game we're like oh hell they scored oh hell they scored again oh hell, yeah this is a game <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was, Wild card weekend is always the best weekend of football, man. Every single time. It was great. Seahawks and 49ers. I mean, Rock Purdy, four touchdowns, did a, did a great job. Although I wanted to see Gino win, but it's the 49ers. I don't, they, I don't think anyone predicted they were going to win. Uh, Seahawks just couldn't keep up with it. Although the Seahawks, they scored 17 in the second quarter, and then they didn't score six points for the rest of the game. So Gino Smith... You know, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Uh, took his team nine and eight, first round exit in the wild card. They took our spot. I think they took the last spot that we were trying to get, right? They were the last uh, wild card spot. Um, and then Chargers and Jaguars. This game had Patriots, Falcons, Super Bowl written all over it. It was 27 to nothing, 27 to seven at one point. The game was over. People thought it was over. And next thing you know, and Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first quarter. Four. And next thing you know, the dude throws four touchdowns. They score seven points in the second, 13 in the third, 11 in the fourth. And, and San Diego scores three points in the third. I mean, it was insane. And that's cool. It's just a cool story. Uh, but people are now talking about how bad, you know, the Chargers offense is and how bad the chargers defense is and they don't know who to blame the defense is great the first half terrible second half offense was on fire the first half did nothing the second half so i don't know i i think the chargers game was my favorite game to watch this past weekend i don't know if you guys it watched was, that game or not it was entertaining for yeah. sure dolphins yeah, and bills 34 31 34 31 dolphins bills is a lot closer than i expected with a backup rookie quarterback Third string. Third string. Yeah, third string. Because uh, Teddy Bridgewater with the backup, and he went down. Skylar Thompson mm-hmm. finished 18 for 45, 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. By the and, way, uh, to answer the question from earlier about who handles what for our front office, yep. Marty Herney is the executive vice president of player personnel. He handles free agency. Martin Mayhew handles the draft. That's how it's split. So Martin Mayhew's draft. Okay. May, Martin Mayhew handles the draft. Ryan said, I said it's the last three podcasts. Anthony Richardson, third or fourth. You're that's the University of Florida quarterback. He's got a no, no one, no one's doing that. He's got a crazy good arm. He's super athletic. Not and the most accurate, though. He, he does have some accuracy, but but I mean, maybe he could be molded into Cam Newton. I, I don't know. I, did he? I think he declared, didn't he? I think he declared for the draft. He did declare, I believe. Yeah. Oscar says, I was sad because we could have easily even there playing, and I think we could have at least made it to the second round. Yeah. Depends. If we I mean, had been if we had been where the Giants were, which we were at one point, yes. We could I have messed think up we against, could have beat Minnesota. Yeah, they that all that we defense. should have beat them the first time. <sighs> Ryan says that Jags game was epic. They had the better coach in that game. Doug Peterson, former Eagle coach, quarterback whisperer. Marcus says Eagles versus Niners, NFC Championship, Bengals versus Chiefs. Oh, so you have the Bills getting dethroned. 
Oscar said, I was sad because we could easily. Oh, no, I already got that. The Jags game was lit. That's right. And the remaining score, so Giants 31, Vikings 24. This game is getting Daniel Jones so much hype and that he's going to get this huge deal in the offseason. He threw for 300, ran for another 80, three he's touchdowns. He's getting 30s. I mean, yeah. He's getting 30. It, from somewhere, right? And I don't know if it's yeah. going to be the Giants. It's going to be the Giants, but he's getting I, 30. Yeah, I hope it's what? 40. Put, it might put, be the Ravens. Put it this way. Imagine if Daniel Jones gets that team to the NFC Championship. Oh, my gosh. On a 30. team that they didn't even pick up his fifth-year extension. They, would they pay didn't pick like it up. They will now. It's too late. You have to late. do it before the season. Oh, you have to do it before the fourth yeah. year. I they would have yeah. only had to pay that dude like $12 million. Yep, for, for at least for <laughs> next year. That's their fault. You know what? You Screw them. You should have did it anyways. So I, was telling, I was telling Kool-Aid that they should have did it anyways, even if he sucked. You always do it, no matter what. Always do it. Like you we did a RG3 and it. he said the whole year. He didn't even play a snap. You always <laughs> do it, man. Yeah, they, exactly. They did it to RG3 right. and he didn't play yeah. a snap. Right. He I mean, you gotta to do, do it, it man. Not. Just to be sure. Just to be no, sure. No, they didn't man. pick up RG3's fifth year. Yes, they did. Oh, they did. I'm they did 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He was playing for the Bengals. No, nah, he was here, but uh, the, but Bengals, he was playing. The... Uh, Brown, Browns, Browns, Browns. He was here, but he wasn't playing. I, they probably picked him up and cut him. I think, but you they pick it up, it up as a safety net. No, they, they picked it up, man. It was like they a might have discussion. cut him. Then they may have, they may have just cut him. Yeah, you always pick yeah. him up. I don't, I don't know. And then the so Daniel Jones beat the Vikings. You know, Kirk Cousins once again can't get it past the first round. That defense of the Vikings is just struggling. Uh, they scored seven, 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 and three across the four quarters, but not enough. Yeah, Ravens couldn't hold their own against the Bengals, but that was to be expected with uh, backup quarterback Tyler Huntley. Although the game was much closer than I thought it would be, I mean the Ravens were winning at halftime, ten to nine, uh, but it finished out twenty four seventeen. Bengals, uh, Bengals looking tough. Joe Burrow looks good, and then Monday night I. In my pick'em league, I honestly picked the Cowboys to lose to the Bucks. I just thought playoff Brady would have come out, and it just didn't happen. And they got trounced thirty-one to fourteen. Cowboys kicker tried to give him the game. Uh, he missed four extra points. I think was it four? Three in the first half. I know that, and it's like that's he's the first kicker to ever do that in the playoff uh, game. You know, what I mean, guess how many times Tom Brady threw the football? If you don't know, just if you don't know, just guess. I don't remember. Probably about 52. Dev, guess how many times Tom Brady threw the football on yeah. Monday night? I say, I'd say he threw like 58. 66 times. Yeah, he threw he a was lot. 35 for 66, 351 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. That's well, insane. Tom Brady, did you see what A.B. did, though? Antonio Brown? Yeah. Over the weekend? No. What happened? He posted a picture of his baby's mama giving him brains. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna send it to you. Hold on. <laughs> Did he really? Oh man, I'm gonna send it to you. You ain't see that shit. It's ridiculous. No, no I, I really not. don't pay attention to what Antonio Brown does. I did not. Anthony uh Corey Lott says uh on this is Snapchat. They banned him on Snapchat. Okay, that's fair. Marcus said I watched him versus Kentucky. Anthony Richard is super raw. He had to sit at least two years. Yeah. And Marcus said the Giants also have to resign Barkley. I think he will get an extension if they had to prioritize. I don't know which one they would choose, but you gotta you gotta resign Barkley. He's bounced back from that ACL like tremendously. 
tremendously. Corey said Brady looked terrible. I couldn't even watch. Yeah, it was bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yo, is that her? Yeah. Well, this weekend we got. I mean, she's looking like she's looking like she could work for the Laverne, Tennessee Police Department. (laughs) You know, funny, funny, funny about that story. You know that they they said that she slept with five police officers on her on her department, but there's they said that's like they got fired the five guys because they were doing stuff on duty. And they found they said there's probably three or four other ones they didn't fire because it took place outside of you know on duty events. So oh, there's eight eight to nine cops, police officers she slept with. There's only twelve male police officers on that squad. That's like two towns over, too, by the way. Yeah, it's just south of Nashville. Yeah, it's two towns wow. over. That's insane, bro. That's that's she like messed with a couple of them's wives. Someone, like she knocked down a couple of them's wives and all kinds of stuff. Someone, someone got on Google Maps and pinned Laverne train, Laverne, Tennessee train station as to the police department building. Oh, geez. That's funny. Man, look at the one I sent y'all. That's what I did. Uh, this weekend, we have uh, Jacksonville taking on the Chiefs at 4.30 on Saturday. And then 8.15 on Saturday is going to be the Giants in Philly. That's going to be a good one. At Philly, Sunday, two games, 3 p.m., Cincinnati at Buffalo, 6.30 p.m. Sunday, Dallas at the 49ers. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the Dallas 49ers game. I'm hoping – I mean, either way, there's going to be an NFC East team in the NFC Championship, no matter what. So as mad as we are about that, that's going to happen. Just pick your poison. Is it going to be Dallas, Giants, Philly? All signs point to Philadelphia being in the NFC Championship versus San Francisco. But crazier things have happened. What if it was Dallas and New York Giants in the NFC East NFC Championship? That would be insane. Look, it's going to be. Here's the thing. I think the Niners going to the NFC Championship. The thing is, they're going to the uh, Super Bowl. I think this right Super Bowl. Thing is. The I have this weird feeling. I mean, look, Bills are going to play the Bengals, the team they were playing when uh, Hamlin got hurt or got had suffered his 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 heart issue in the playoffs. Bills will win. It'll be a, a great game. They'll make sure of it. And they'll play the, the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to go, and then they'll find a way to put the Bills in Super Bowl. This, 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 this Demar Hamlin stuff is going. It just means Bills are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know how the league operates. I mean, come on. We every time something like this happens, they'll find a way. You know, they would have probably had uh, New Orleans go to the Super Bowl right after Katrina, but New Orleans was so bad that just wasn't going to happen for a couple of years. No, they went in 06 after Katrina. It was, so six? No. Going into 07. Yeah. yeah that's right. So was, they sure did. Like, I'm talking about the year. I'm talking about like winning 06. It's January yeah. of 06. They went in 07. Uh, but I mean, it's like we Iraq, had 9-11 and the Patriots won. The no, you're absolutely right. They, and the Saints won in, went in 07. Uh, I was in Iraq. And then if Buffalo goes after DeMar Hamlin, it would it would be fitting if that actually happened. No, I'm just going to go with uh, – I'm just going to go with uh, – Bills Niners. Bills Niners. You know, the did Super Bowl that, did, we should have gotten in like nineteen ninety. I was gonna say that when the when the Bills went four consecutive years in a row and lost all four years. And the Niners couldn't find a way to play them one of those years. Uh, it was the Redskins, it was the Giants, it was Cowboys twice. There we go. 
The yeah. NFC East. <laughs> Everybody talks about the Bills lost four Super Bowls. No, the NFC East won four, won Super, four Bowls. Super Bowls. You know what else is insulting when I watch these playoffs, though? All the teams that are winning and we beat. You know, it's like watching the Cowboys and fucking the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. after we just trounced them and we can Like there's like a lot of teams that we like are better than or as good. I think we would have put up as much fight as anyone right yeah. now. I it's real. It was, all I had to do is win one more fucking game, bro. Yeah. So fucking irritating. Witcha. Witcha. Right. It's going to be another exciting weekend of football. Love it's so. Yeah. Load yeah. the helicopter. Load the helicopter. I can hey, name a couple of bad calls, you know, like the going forward against the Vikings. I'm um, going for two. You yeah. know, that we. Like, there's a lot right. of bad. Sorry. Running Curtis Wait, Samuel three. on fourth and goal. As yeah. always. Running quarterback sneaks anytime with Heineke. Ryan says, I hate to say it, but Brock Purdy is due for a bad game. And if the Cowboys play like they did, they'll win. That's what I'm saying. Like the Brock uh, Purdy pixie dust. I'd say pixie dust. It ha- he's he hasn't played a bad game yet. Well, I don't he think didn't... it's him. I don't think it's gonna be on him. I just think that I think that the Cowboys are a team that can score points. Not that they will, but they're a team that can score points. But at the same time, the Cowboys can't think that this is uh, the team they played in the first round. That team shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Like, Tampa Bay wasn't better than us, yeah. honestly. Let's just be real. Like, Tampa Bay wasn't a good team, man. So, so them playing San Fran, there's a lot to worry about. That defense is a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? They're a whole nother level than, 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 than Tampa Bay's. But Dallas is, is too. So so we'll see, man. I I think yeah, that, Dallas uh, is banged up, man. They're Dallas banged is up. banged up pretty good, man. I, I Dak throws a lot of turnovers, not against Tampa Bay, but you know here lately he's been a turnover machine. I like to see what he does with uh, you know those that San Francisco uh, defense breathing down his neck is going to be a lot different heat coming off that edge than it was you know Tampa Bay. Right. I, so, I still can't understand how Tampa Bay like. They were basically, you know, Dallas runs duos the whole game, man. Like, that's how they run. So they, like, double-team your interior linemen to make sure your outside guys can't get there and leave it up to your linebackers to make tackles. And yeah. that's, like, Tampa Bay's strength. And they still couldn't make – like, White was getting destroyed. If you watch the game, White was getting destroyed at middle linebacker, man. He was getting destroyed. Yeah. You know, he was picking the wrong hole every time. All right, we'll see, man. We will see. I go, hope, they, go, I hope uh, they do it. Yeah, go. Who, who is it? Who are they playing against again? Dallas 49ers. Yeah, go 49ers. Yeah, Yeah, go 49ers. Oscar says the NFL's turning kind of WWE-ish for me now. The storylines, if they play true, it's you know what? It sells tickets. It makes for good ratings. And they said that it's an entertainment. They are an entertainment company. So I don't... Vince McMahon said that shit back in like 89 to avoid paying taxes to the state (laughs) of New Jersey. We're not pro wrestling. We are sports entertainment. Yeah. Marcus says Washington was the only team to beat Philadelphia and Dallas at full strength. Later, fellas. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, Marcus. Outlaw King 757. What's up, fellas? Hey, thank you for joining. Better late than never. We're gonna wrap it up here, but thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. You guys got any shout-outs? Shout out to DraftKings. Shout, shout out to DraftKings and shout out to me. This past Tuesday was my big four. Oh, old ass hag, man. You're a hussy, man. I have to call you old people's names. You're a hussy and a harlot. Don't know. 
What are other old ass names can we call you? I've never Jezebel. called you the yeah, old fart the words ever yeah, old in my fart. life. You're Jezebel. Oh, uh, geriatric. Damn. <laughs> 40 years up. Are you in a 40 range, Steve? Yeah, I'm 42. I just turned 42. The Asians, the Asians age like black folks. <laughs> you know. Good skin. But uh no hair. It's all right. Saturday like night, Saturday night, I'll be like a dolphin. Like make a little to a dolphin. <laughs> The last you show. Don't want, you don't want these forty. Here come the problems, man. I'm telling you, forty sucks, man. You guys start getting the telescopes put up your dick hole, the fingers in your butt, like all kinds. We were of doing so good. Forty, man. Hey, it's what y'all signed up for. TPPN. That's right. <laughs> what y'all signed up for? Gotcha, yeah, kid. definitely. Y'all gotta. Yeah. It sucks at forty. Your eyesight goes down. It's all dick stuff from now on, bro. Oh, so, my eyesight's been gone my entire life. That's cool. All, all right. All dick stuff, Happy birthday man. to Phil. The big four zero. Hopefully we can yeah, celebrate, celebrate this Saturday You night. might be 40, but that penis is going to be 50. <laughs> Mine will be 18 forever, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Chris McDaniel, oh, no, no, no. thanks for joining, 22. man. That's what you get it right. And that what, uh, isn't that what Eddie Murphy said? 21, 22. That's what you figure it out. Man. Yep. <laughs> Corey Lotz, shout out to Commandant's Podcast. And happy born day, Phil. That's right. And shout out to everyone who joined us tonight. Corey, Oscar, Chris, Outlaw, King, Marcus, Ryan, Ref the District, uh, Caleb, Gus Bus, Wole, all burgundy and gold, everything. Yeah, made it stopping at the early early uh early drive-by. Uh, Alfred Bitten. Ryan, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. All right, this is it. This is a wrap for us. This is episode 180. And don't forget, this episode will also be available on audio, all of your favorite audio podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, all the, all the ones. Oh, it's cool. out there. It will be uploaded here in probably 10 minutes after this show ends. So if you want to catch it on the replay, please do. But we appreciate you tuning in. Right, we love you guys. Right, we'll be back next week for some more content. We'll do some wrap-ups. And who knows? Maybe we'll have some offensive coordinators sel- solidification by then uh, to talk about so we'll see all right fellas we shall see as always peace and hail we out